Keep your lantern lit. That's Kippin Martin. Kippin Martin is going to be in South Florida, part of the Emerald Concert Series, Saturday evening, March 14th, and Kippin Martin is on the line. Hi, Kippin. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Good. Now, that is from the song I just played is from your first album, Undercover Muse. When did, when, when did that album come out? That was back in 2013. That was my debut album, yes. What, were you a full-time mus- musician in 2013? I was not. I was a pharmacy technician in 2013. And where were you located? <laughs> in uh, in West Virginia, where I grew up. Well, did all your pharmacy technician mates think you were crazy for releasing an album? I actually used to sing all the time while I was counting pills at the pharmacy, and so I think they just thought it was pretty normal for me. Did they support you? Did they see you when you, did you play out a lot? Yeah, I had a couple of pharmacists come to a bunch of different shows uh, when I lived uh, when I lived in West Virginia, and I still have a couple of pharmacist fans. <laughs> but how long have you been a full-time musician? Uh, it's a good question. I have been a full-time musician since 2015. Was it a sacrifice to become a full-time musician? I was able to leave uh, the pharmacy back in 2015. And uh, technically, so if if you count my music teaching uh, as being a full-time musician, then that's that was the transition that occurred. I started to I started to uh, privately instruct uh, students. So that's um, that's been a really cool transition. And then I tour as often as possible, including coming down to South Florida. Mm-hmm. What what do you uh, you teach guitar? I assume I teach guitar, vocals, songwriting, and uh, a little bit of keyboard. Do you have training in those in those skills? I do. In fact, I have a master's degree in music. <laughs> so you always wanted to be, be have a life in music. I couldn't really have imagined any other life for myself. <laughs> yeah. So, so that pharmacy technician was just a slight little detour. That was, yeah, to help me pay my bills during college while I got my music degrees. Yep. Well, did that music degree help you with your career now? Well, obviously, because you're teaching uh, it, so... Yes, uh, it's been extremely helpful in developing techniques and, and methods of, of teaching and instructing. Um, of course, I studied classical music, and I'm really in a contemporary music kind of world. As a performer, as a songwriter, I, I approach the the craft as as a composer, because that's actually how I, how I studied music. Uh, in college, so there's a there's an aspect of my of my my work that is perhaps a little bit strangely classically oriented. Yeah, <laughs> what well, what? But it's been a good it's been a good confidence builder too. So to you, have those degrees in my pocket. So you're trained in classical music and and you ended up in folk. 
You know, deep down, I was always uh, a folk. Well, deep down, I was always a songwriter. I grew up in Charlestown, West Virginia, where the uh, Mountain Stage New Song Festival used to take place. And I remember seeing all these songwriters come through town, and I would always hit up our local coffee shop to go see them. And I got connected to a lot of those songwriters and um, started following their careers. And I sort of always kept in the back of my mind, well, you know, could, could I do this? Could, could I maybe do this? And actually, one of the uh, one of the veteran performers of Emerald Concerts, Susan Werner, uh, I, I had a chance to take some songwriting workshops with her. And she, at the end of the songwriting workshops, back when I was in college, she was like, you know, you, you don't need music degrees to do this. <laughs> like, you've got, you've got what it takes to do this. So if you want to do it, just do it. And I took that to heart. So that's what happened. So what exactly are you doing? <laughs> Good question. Again, I am, uh, I am teaching music and I am touring as a uh, performing songwriter. That's, that's what I'm up to. And I have um, I just recently had a, a Kickstarter project uh, successfully fund for a climate action album. I have a couple of friends and climate activists who have been gracious enough to play music with me. One of them is, uh, his name is Jeffrey Wisner. He's a, uh, a bassist for the National Symphony Orchestra. And the other gentleman's name is Rick Sullivan. He's a, a blues artist, and th those two gentlemen and I are releasing a climate action album either later this year or early next year. We actually just booked our studio time. So the Kickstarter project funded, and now we have the funds to put forward a climate action album. The When you call it a climate action album, uh, would you call it a protest album? Not so much a protest album as a, an awareness and a, a motivational album. We, our, our goal with the album is to um, sort of bring hope and new motivation to those who are already involved in the, the climate struggle. There are a lot of major changes that are seemingly beyond our control, but they're not. We have things that we're able to do in order to help our planet to figure out what's going on right now. And we also, with the album, want to bring in folks from the sidelines who might feel this, this overwhelming sort of dread, like, wow, the, the planet is changing and there's nothing I can do. You know, we want, we want to bring those people in from the sidelines and say, get involved and it makes you feel better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it, it almost, on one hand, you should be running out in the middle of the street screaming, saying, do something, because this, this is the direction the planet is going. And the other hand, it seems like, yeah, it's, it's, it's business as usual, wherever you look. Very strange, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a strange time to be alive, Michael. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the, the climate action album is to get to make people run in the middle of the streets and start yelling, do something. <laughs> well, it's like uh, we, we're we encouraging folks to to join whatever, whatever organization or whatever, um, whatever group or, or even person around you has momentum toward making positive change. 
uh, you know, toward carbon emissions or toward solar energy or, you know, if, if someone has momentum, join that. That's what uh, a lot of the, the scientists I know, I know Kate Marvel, for one, has encouraged people to just to just get on the bandwagon with something that is moving forward because it's better than sitting and not doing anything. You know, it just not only does it feel better, but it does it makes a huge difference. So, you know, it's, it's really about getting together to, to face this issue together and not just ignore it or feel ex- existential dread. Uh, because of it. Kippen Martin is on the line. Kippen is coming to South Florida. We'll be in concert Saturday night, March 14th at uh, St. John's Lutheran in Hollywood, part of the Emerald Concert Series. Information about the concert, 954-290-4141. When you're in concert, do you build community? Do you, when you write songs, is, is that a motivation for you? Absolutely. Um, Songwriting is this incredible symbiotic art form where when the songwriter expresses something authentic, uh, whether it's positive or, or, you know, whether it's through struggle, the, the expression of that tends to be in some way healing for the artist. And when the artist shares that with a group of listeners and they hear that authentic expression, that tends to evoke some kind of healing in them as well. At least that's been my experience in the last 10 plus years of performing my original material. I think music itself with its tendency toward pure frequency and togetherness and even singing together in a group, there is something that is inherently healing and there's absolutely a community building aspect to that i mean what's what's better than like going to a concert and singing all the words to the song that everybody else knows and you're all just you know you're singing at the top of your lungs it's just a, what a great experience singing together with with your fellow human it's amazing do you remember the first time you experienced that Something that affected you, that kind of changed your life. I, I remember sitting around a campfire as a kid and, and singing with other folks and, and feeling that com- camaraderie, feeling that oneness, and that, that really made folk music for me, really. When I was a kid, I had the good fortune of having a, a theater community that was really strong in Charlestown, West Virginia. It was the Old Opera House, and... I remember being a part of like a musical production there and I remember the the entire the entirety of the experience you know the the art of the play itself and the but especially the music yeah I mean I, I experienced a bond with those people I was singing with and it's been that way with pretty much any kind of music I've played with anyone throughout my life we we develop some kind of bond, and uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. When did folk music enter your life? Mm. So, on the record player, growing up, my family would often play. Uh, <laughs> they would often play "Mamas and the Papas," Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and. 
eventually after those couple of out of those couple of groups kind of infiltrated and, and influenced me, I, I discovered Joni Mitchell. Yeah, I have to say that the moment I heard Joni Mitchell was probably a pretty big a pretty big, uh, you know, sort of cementing moment <laughs> for me in terms of uh, my my uh, interest in playing acoustic guitar and singing. Kippen Martin is on the line. I know Joni Mitchell was a big influence on you because you've been touring with the Joan and Joni show, and mm-hmm. and you you bring back memories of the '60s folk revival with singing the music of Joni Mitchell and Joan Baez. Are you still doing that show? Absolutely. Uh, my my friend and music partner, Allison Shapira, and I are still having a blast performing that show. Yes. Kiffin Martin is on the line. Kiffin will be in concert on March 14th. K-I-P-Y-N is Kiffin. And I don't know any other Kippins. Where did that name come from? So that is an Irish boy's name that my sister heard when she was in a beauty pageant as a kid. And uh, this young woman named Kippen kept uh, like kept winning all these beauty pageants, but her name was spelled K-I-P-P-I-N. And my sister asked my parents, she said, if I ever have a little sister, can we name her Kippen? And my parents <laughs> said, well, yeah, that's, Sounds like a really cool name. <laughs> so they changed the spelling, and that's 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 here I am. Yeah. Did you do you thank or curse your sister? Oh, thank for sure. <laughs> uh, especially as a musician, uh, it's a pretty nice thing to just say to my my listeners and my audiences. Just type in K I P Y N, and I should come right up. That's great. Kippen Martin is on the line, and Kippen is going to be in South Florida at the St. John's Lutheran Church. 2919 Van Buren Street on March 14th, part of the Emerald Concert Series. Information 954-290-4141. Now, as important as we know our roots and traditional folk music, it seems like writing your own songs is how you you get attention. And uh, so I'm trying to see, how how do you get attention writing your own songs, I guess is the question. (laughs) You know, I... At the uh, at the outset, when I when I released my first album, I uh, entered a number of contests and competitions. And in terms of building a name, that can be a really good thing. Uh, when people start to hear your original work and they say, "Oh, yeah, well, that this artist is a is a decent songwriter," so that's great. We'll keep an eye out for this person. You know, that's um it's sort of problematic it can be because when you start to write music with competitions and contests in mind one starts to get away from the whole point <laughs> which is to express authentically and to somehow express the human experience not use the craft to its to its zenith while sort of sacrificing, you know, the point. And um, how important is it to write your own material? I think if you are a singer-songwriter, it's paramount. And I think if you're a performer, 
maybe not so much. You know, it it really depends on on what you're on what you're going for, I suppose. Do you think I'm not really sure what this means, but do you think you have found your voice? Ooh, yes, I do. <laughs> that took a moment to figure out. Yes, I do think I have found my voice. I think I am uh, excited to exercise it more, <laughs> if that makes sense. Do you, so obviously singing in front of audiences is what is, is the real thrill of, of being a performer. Absolutely. There's nothing like knowing that the audience is enjoying themselves and knowing that you have something to do with that and that there is uh they're they're sort of uh they're sort of looking toward you to inspire them and at the end of the evening if you have succeeded well then you've inspired an audience of people and that's uh that's a really nice uh sort of mark in in my book yeah Kippen Martin is on the line. She's going to be in concert Saturday night, March 14th at St. John's Lutheran, 2919 Van Buren Street. Kippen, thank you for spending time with us. Tell me about the title cut from your latest album, Dance Across the Sky. Oh, sure. Um, this was an experience unlike any other I've had as a songwriter. Um, a friend of mine and I got together, and she said, to me, Kip and I want you to write a song for my mother who passed. And she shared these incredibly beautiful memories with me. Uh, and at the end of our, our sort of lunch that day, I had like a notebook full of all these beautiful images and things that my friend Sarah had shared with me about her mother. And I went, uh, I guess, about nine months without writing a single note and uh, when I actually went to write the song, the song came out almost entirely intact, which is rare for songwriters. I'm sure any songwriters listening will, will uh, agree. Uh, but what ended up happening for me as a songwriter was it felt like I was very much a channel for something that was coming through me rather than work I was doing, if that makes sense. And uh, it, was, it very much felt like, like Sarah's mother was a part of that process in a very spiritual way. Uh, and when I shared this song with Sarah the, for the first time, we, we sat in silence for about about a minute and a half after the song was over and in this almost prayerful kind of, kind of situation. So this song is dedicated to the memory of Rebecca Fowler, my friend Sarah's mom. Kippen, thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Heading straight on into the unknown Oh, it's strange how mystery's hands Can build the walls of stone That keep me out from answers within Where did you go? Where have you been? Was that your voice upon the wind? Saying there's nothing standing So oh. 
Strange how memories give 